Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Behemoth Podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited to have you listening to today's episode. I hope you're having a great day so far, and no matter if you're in a good mood, bad mood, whatever, I just hope this episode brightens your day in some sort of way today. Before we get into the episode, I always love to start off with a little self-check-in just to ground yourself if you're having a crazy busy day or just wherever you are, just to take a moment and just see how you're feeling. So wherever you are, if you're walking, driving, working, whatever you're doing, I want you to just take a nice big inhale through your nose, fill up your lungs with lots of goodness, just beautiful breath. And then at the top, I want you to open your mouth and sigh out any tension out of your mind, out of your body, dropping your shoulders out of your ears, just relaxing, slowing down. Okay, ask yourself, how am I feeling today? And as you answer, I want you to just acknowledge how you feel with zero judgment and just be like, okay, I feel like this. Cool. And now ask yourself, okay, why do I feel like this? Maybe something happened in your day that caused this feeling, or maybe nothing did. Maybe you just woke up feeling like this. But now I want you to ask yourself, what is something I can do to make my day a little bit brighter? And as you answer that question, I want you to tell yourself, I am holding myself accountable to fill in the blank of what you're going to do to brighten your day. I make this promise to myself. There's a lot of power in accountability. So be that person to yourself. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is one thing I am grateful for today? Gratitude is the best attitude to have, as cheesy as it sounds. It always can always brightens my day when I think about things I'm thankful for in my life. And now ask yourself, what is something that I want to accomplish by the end of this week? Think big here. Don't hold yourself back. And now the last question is, ask yourself, what is the first step I can do to make this big goal happen? Can be as simple as I want to literally just make myself coffee so I have energy (laughs) or sleep a little bit longer. Okay, I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling checked in and very present with where you're at in your life. And I just want you to know that wherever you are, good or bad, that life is always going to get better. Life moves in waves, so don't get discouraged if you're having a weird day or if you're feeling a little bit off or not like yourself because you're not going to feel like that forever. I just want you to remember that. Okay, I'm so excited because we have a guest on today's episode, a special guest. You guys already have met this guest before and you guys wanted him back. So my boyfriend, John Gwally, is back on the show. Hello, John. Hey, Callie. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you. It's going to be a lot better than the first episode because the first time John was on the podcast, we probably spent the first 30 minutes just, it was mainly me laughing. I couldn't get control of myself. So I'm excited to have him back. You guys keep messaging me about having John back on the show and have a lot of questions for him and me about our relationship. I feel like in the new year, a lot of people set new goals. And maybe if you're in a relationship or if you are hoping to have a relationship in 2023, this episode will help you just develop some healthy habits. And we wanted to just kind of share what has really helped our relationship get where it is and be really healthy and happy and yeah so if my listeners haven't met you yet do you want to introduce yourself sure so like Callie said my name is John um Callie and I've been dating for just over a year now and are very in love um we 
dated long distance for like six months. I was in New York. She was in Miami. And then she moved up to New York. Uh, we had <laughs> a short time there together. And then I quit my job, um, decided Wall Street was not fulfilling. And that's an, another story. But um, yeah, we moved down to Florida in a small town and, and we're loving it. So yeah. We also have known each other for like, how long have we known each other for? Seven. Yeah, I think like seven or eight years now. For reference, he was my math class crush my freshman year of high school. I was in the math class like a grade above and he sat at my table and I always thought he was really cute. And he also went to my church and I remember going to church and I'd always kind of like look behind my shoulder and be like, is he like looking at me? (laughs) So anyways... We basically reconnected in 2017 at a music festival. I randomly bumped into him. It was crazy. I turned around and we like locked eyes. It was like a movie. And then we hung out that entire weekend and became just like amazing friends for a while and just kind of, yeah. And now we're dating. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster of ups and downs, but I want to like start this episode by just asking you, I guess, obviously like this is like your first like really long relationship so like I guess if you could give anyone advice for how to have a healthy relationship mentally what is one piece of advice you'd give them I would say how to have a great relationship mentally depends on everything uh like everything you build your relationship on if you want to be strong mentally by yourself and your partner to be strong mentally by themselves um, it's important that you're both strong spiritually you guys believe the same things i guess that's true for like any friendships i've always heard it described as an ice cream sundae like if you're making friends or looking for you know someone to date or marry you basically are looking at an ice cream sundae the bowl is the spiritual do we believe the same things okay that's awesome we're friends and then the ice cream is social okay like that's the first scoop is social do we get along like can we laugh at the same stuff the next scoop is intellectual can i have an intellectual conversation are we you know at the same level does does the other person challenge me do i challenge them is it too big of a challenge is it too little of a challenge and then on top of that you have emotional it's like emotional is like whipped cream and then physical is a cherry on top physical is probably the least important aspect of any relationship i think and to have a successful mental i guess state like whatever you're desiring mentally to be healthy it all depends on like those factors i love that and i think something that i've really i guess just kind of figure it out like the hard way with relationships it's like i think our society is just it's so driven around the physical like sex is so much in our society and especially hookup culture and i think i mean so many relationships start off with just hooking up and starting out with purely physical And I think what's really challenging is when your relationship's foundation is built on just a physical aspect. And then as life continues, as you guys start to go through hardships together or you're growing in different directions or you have to do long distance, it's like the physical element, that foundation, just it's almost like sand. It just doesn't hold. I mean, I've done long distance in other relationships before and they all have not worked because the relationship was not built on a healthy foundation. So I think like with John and me, what's been just so beautiful is like our relationship started with a friendship 
and the physical element of it that wasn't there until so many years later I think the best advice like I could give someone for mental health and in a relationship it's like knowing that the person is still gonna love you even as you get really old and wrinkly and you don't look like the 20 something year old version of yourself they're still gonna love you like that gives you so much just confidence and trust in the relationship I think like something also people really want to know is like obviously we're in a relationship and we like live together work together and are together a lot and we've like struggled before with codependency and are like actively like working to break that and so I want to like talk about like kind of what have been some things that have helped you be able to continue to stay like an individual and continue to stay yourself without molding into me yeah I mean for starters we share a car we live together we work together remotely and that basically means that it's possible to spend every single hour of every single day together every week of every month of every year so one thing that we noticed is like it's just not healthy to do that you know i'm like still making friends in florida you know a lot of my closest friends are like still in texas or arkansas Um, some of them still in new york because i've lived in all those places even then i mean just having alone time is really important Um, in new york we had a really small place and didn't have like physical separation of space but noise canceling headphones i think i've said this before <laughs> but noise canceling headphones do a <laughs> they they do a lot uh, for my mental health of just like separating kind of your your mind from um, the other person i guess the biggest thing is like figuring out between the two of you how to like what does it mean to have a healthy relationship what are your values And then a book that I love is called Keep Your Love On by Danny Silk. And it talks about how to have those conversations and like how to express your love languages and and things like that. Like how do I receive love? If your partner doesn't know, maybe they're, you know, showing love to you in a completely different way than you receive. And there's just a disconnect and you don't know why and they don't know why. And um, setting boundaries and communicating. I think that's a really good book and a really good place to start. Yeah, and it's a really empowering book too. So like being powerful and deciding um, things for yourself and also understanding like I can't control how the other person reacts and they cannot control me. Yeah, I think for me, like it's kind of like living in New York. So I think we did long distance for six months before that. And when we were long distance, it was long distance doing long distance. It was really a great healthy place to start because kind of like going back to the very beginning, we genuinely like, like we wouldn't always have that physical element to our relationship because we weren't in the same place. So we like were able to build this healthy foundation on emotional, I guess, bonding. I don't know the word, but I would go to New York for a couple weeks or a week at a time because I worked remotely and it was really flexible and amazing. And then John worked in the office. So he'd work like during the day like 9 to like 7 p.m you know, like 6 to 7 p.m and then he come back and we'd hang out and so that was like basically I mean it was like the typical I guess corporate relationship lifestyle and it was honestly tough because like I felt like we didn't have a ton of I guess quality time together because like we were both just like very stressed and overwhelmed by the end of the day but it wasn't until I moved up together we moved together in New York and then he was still working his job and I was working for myself so I had the place all to myself all day long and then he'd come home and we'd hang out or whatever we'd do 
and it was fine. I felt like our relationship was kind of on pause until the weekend happened because we were both just so like overwhelmed all the time. But then when John quit his job and we were working together from the apartment, it was like, it was like almost what happened was we didn't realize we became codependent until it was too late. Cause we were, like I said, like our relationship was very much like on pause until the weekend. And then, um, when he all of a sudden like worked from the apartment, we like, it was almost like we like wanted to hang out together all the time. Cause like, obviously we're best friends and like, we hadn't really gone to like have that quality time together. in so long, we done long distance before that, all this stuff. And before we knew it, it was like, we got to a point where both of us were like, Oh my gosh, like we don't have any time to just like function on our own. It was like, we would wake up and be like, okay, what are we going to do? It got to the point where it was fun at first, but then it was like, oh my gosh, like this is, this isn't healthy. And I think a lot of people get to that point in their relationship where maybe they like lose their friends or they stop doing the things that they know they need to feel their best. And I can for a fact say that the answer doesn't have to be, oh, we have to break up because we've gotten to this point. Like there's a way to work through it. And we've really, really gotten to that point where we're like actively fighting it and working through it. And it's definitely made our relationship just so much stronger. Do you have like any, I guess, tips for like breaking codependency, I guess, aside from like having alone time and stuff, like what else has helped you a lot? With breaking codependency... Uh, honestly, I just Googled it one night because we had gone on this month long road trip together. Talk about a lot of time together. I mean, that was, that was everything that was like emotionally challenging, mentally, physically challenging, spiritually challenging. I mean, it was everything. And so after that road trip, we were just bunkered down in Airbnb for a week trying to find a house to live in, in Florida. And it was in that Airbnb. I just Googled how to break codependency. And if you haven't Googled that and you're struggling with codependency or you like think you might be like, oh, I kind of realize, uh, you know, my partner and I just do whatever the other thinks and don't make our own decisions. And, you know, like I want to be there for him or her or them. And um, so, like, I'm just not going to do the things I need. Right. If if that sounds like you, because, I mean, that's been me before. Just Google how to break codependency. Uh, I don't even remember like what I found on Google. But immediately there was a shift, like the next day. Yeah. And um, it's really empowering. So Google. Yeah. And I think also when we started breaking it, it was really hard. And sometimes it is still hard because all of a sudden we were always together. And then it felt like because we were so ready to like have our own individual time, we didn't spend like any time together because it was like, oh my gosh, like let's be individuals again, like all this stuff. And then we found this new disconnect where it was almost like we were just roommates in the house and I mean that's how I was feeling and I addressed it because like like John was saying the book keep your love on it's so good for communication like it just helped me realize how important it is to not hold things inside of me like if I feel something or I'm struggling with like if like John did something that bothered me or if I did something that bothered John like we're really good at like addressing it immediately before it becomes this whole thing because I think a lot of conflict truly does come from holding things inside and not really like talking about them until it's too late but like I was saying we were all of a sudden it was like all or nothing and I think what's been really helpful is being more intentional with the time that we spend together either that's going on a walk together or I don't know going to the beach together like the time that we spend together isn't all day every day anymore it's like we do activities that help us be present with each other and 
we give make sure we have our own time alone like our morning routines are really important and but then from there like we'll spend like an hour at night before we go to bed literally just phone free just like hanging out and it's become really cool like having intentional time but something recently that we've been doing that's been so fun in the morning it's been a very intentional is <laughs> you guys already know I love magic mind but we've been taking magic mind shots together in the morning and you guys it's so funny because we have these speakers and we <laughs> We started, we joke that our house is called CJ Yacht Club because we have our tiny 14 foot little yachty boat in our garage. So we started blasting music in the morning and having like a full on dance party in the living room. And then we take shots of magic (laughs) together and it's been really, really fun. What are your thoughts on Magic Mind? You're on like day two of taking Magic Mind? Yeah, it's really tasty. I don't know. It's like a good way to start the day because I, I get excited. I'm like, Callie, let's take shots. She's like, okay. And we dance after we take shots at like, you know, 6.30 a.m. or 8 a.m., whatever it is. We're literally grandparents. Like this, this to us is like our new form of clubbing, I guess. Something I've also been loving about Magic Mind too, taking the shots in the morning is initially my morning routine was like, okay, we're going to wake up like 6am and then I'll like make a cup of coffee and then continue my day. But I found I was like really crashing in the afternoon from the coffee and I'd be like, okay, let's make another cup of coffee. And before I know it, I've had like two, three cups of coffee and I'm like bouncing off the walls and like anxious jitters. I've been taking Magic Mind in the morning instead of my morning coffee that I take, I was taking ASAP. And I seriously have really noticed, like, I feel like that brain fog in the morning, like goes away and it really relaxes me too because it has new tropics inside of it like ashwagandha and lion's mane the caffeine that's in it is like nature's extended release version of caffeine so it's matcha i also find that my creativity is really good because the new tropics inside of it really help me enter that flow state more easily because i'll typically start work after i have my breakfast and i work out and i'm like ready to go Seeing how a magic mind works for me, I'd really encourage you to try it out if you're having trouble maybe drinking too much coffee during the day or having those anxious jitters. You can go to magicmind.co slash healthy, use code healthy, and you can get up to 56% off your subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. My up to 56% off code only lasts 10 days, so definitely hurry up and use it. Go to magicmind.co slash healthy. In addition to our morning routine, teens what's been also really helpful for our relationship has been making sure that we spend quality time with God every single day not together but apart so I'd love to kind of hear like from you what you typically do to continue to build that relationship with God I think that is probably one of the most important things in breaking codependency and also just having like a healthy amount of independence like if you've been married for one day one year 30 years 50 years I mean it's so important that you have your own time with God. Like God kind of reveals certain things to me when I'm alone. And it's really different because when you're able to like give God your full attention and like focus, uh, it's just a completely different like relationship. That has probably been the best thing for like mine and Callie's relationship is having our own separate morning routines that focus, I guess like center around 
yeah, our time with God in the mornings. When we were on our road trip, like we did our best to obviously continue to spend a lot of time with Jesus throughout the day. But I think it was tough because it really is different when you spend alone time with God versus when you spend time with other people with God. Obviously, like the church and community of fellow believers, it's so, so important to What's really cool about believing in God and having a relationship with him is that like he cares so much about every single person on this earth. It's not like he cares about one person or doesn't care about someone else. Like he literally cares about you and has things he wants to tell just to you about you. And sometimes he'll tell other people things to tell you. Like we were at this young adult Bible study and this girl came up to us and had a prophetic word from God about our relationship. And what's really cool about surrounding yourself with other people who are believers is like God can literally speak through other people to you. And it's really freaking cool. I think like it's also just equally as important to make sure that you're really, really like spending time in the word, meditating on God's word and also just praying. And I think for me, like it's revealed a lot of stuff about kind of things that I need to work on in order to be a better girlfriend to John and just to be a better person in general. If I didn't do that, I think I wouldn't have this awareness of like, oh, I need to work on not being a judgmental or not being as harsh or quick to snap, you know, like just a lot of things I've been have recently been revealed. And so it's like very, very important to make sure you do have your own alone time. And so I guess like if someone, let's say they are like dating someone and they work in the corporate America world, like how would you recommend that they structure their day so they have time for God, but also have time for the person they're dating too? Ultimately, what you spend your time doing is is what you truly value. And I think that is reflected pretty linearly. Like if you spend eight hours doing something, you value it eight out of 24, you know, whatever that percentage is. I mean, one third, like that's 33% of, of your, like what you value. Another eight hours could be sleep. So you value sleep at one third strength, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but ultimately if a relationship with God is important to you, I think it's really important even if you just start with one minute. Like for me in New York, I would wake up at like 6 a.m. I would get to the office by 7 a.m. And I would like shower. And while I was showering, I'd listen to worship music. And when I would walk to the subway, I'd still be listening to worship music. Uh, When I'd get to the subway station, I would read the Bible on the Bible app on my phone. And that was just like a little way of like spending time with God and like reading scripture and, and learning about God and doing that before I even interacted with anyone really. I mean, there were even days where like maybe I didn't do that or, you know, before Callie and I started dating, like what did I do? I think there's beauty in like rest. So not necessarily sleep, but like resting. And um, for me in high school, I was like going in my hammock, my Eno hammock, just to a park and like resting. Um, I have ADD and like, I don't know, I would just kind of beep boop around and uh, like chill in hammocks and listen to music. And it, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, like embrace who you are, embrace what you have. And um, yeah, God, I'll, God, I'll take care of you. So I think it's important to the other person you're, you're dating that you spend time with God, because if you give your all to the other person uh, over time and like you don't even make room for God, um, I think that's when I've seen relationships deteriorate like from the outside looking in. Um, there could be other stuff going on that I'm not aware of, but like even with 
with you and me, Callie. I mean, I think when we put each other before God, we're making each other an idol that like we worship each other. And, and I just don't think that's healthy. And, you know, I've, I've told you that and, and we've addressed that and we've, um, we've seen like a lot of healing from putting God first because it's honestly so crazy. Like what he reveals to you when you put him first. I would think, oh my gosh, I'm in control of this situation financially. I'm in control of this business decision. I'm in control of, right, like my my speech and how I how I communicate to Callie. And then I spend time with God and he like reveals something completely different to me. And it just brings like a totally different result that is just so much cooler and better than, yeah. than anything I was anticipating. Yeah, I can completely say the exact same thing too. I mean... The amount of times I've thought that a certain, I guess, like business decision was the best way to go. And then that door just completely slammed in my face. Typically that happens like when I'm not spending time with God. Like I have, I think it's really interesting, but like, I think what a lot of people like think is the second that they become a Christian and they start having a relationship with God, like everything's going to just become rainbows and sunshine, but it just, it doesn't. Life is life and it, it's tough. Whenever I make sure I'm really spending time with the Lord, I have a lot of clarity about why I get no's and why doors close and it gives me a lot of peace and it, like even if life is tough, like I just still know that like end of the day, like God knows what is the end result of my life. Like he knows every single thing that's going to happen because like he created us, like he knows our lives already, which is super cool that he knows the timeline. Knowing that, like why, like why wouldn't you want to spend time with God before starting your day of, because every day it's like 24 hours of who knows what's going to happen. And I think like the second I just release control and I'm like, hey God, like what do you have planned for me today? Like I just give up everything to you. That's just when I feel like, I don't know, just like it's just cool to see how like the day just flows through that. And I think like with John and my relationship, it's just been like beautiful. It's just, like releasing control of like trying to con- like either like me trying to control John or trying to control my entire life like just releasing that be like I just trust that like if God wants us together like we're going to continue to be together and just like praying like over our relationship and just when you involve God in anything you're just like releasing this control that you never even had and it just gives you a lot of peace and a lot of comfort and I think a lot of people really struggle with trust issues in relationships but I genuinely don't anymore like I at first I did a little bit but like now I don't because I'm just like I trust that like if this is supposed to be like the right thing that like it's going to continue to be and like God has our relationship in his hands and I know that like he has the best things planned out for us so I'm just trusting that if something closes if it feels like life is just crushing me down like it's always gonna get better because I'm being taken care of by God and also I think a lot of you guys listening are probably like okay but like what I'm so confused like I don't even know where to start I always say like like John said like baby steps for me it started with just doing a like two page devotional every day it was Sadie Robertson's live on purpose devotional it's amazing it's all about fear and anxiety and it's like super relatable so just start small you don't have to do like an hour of something just make it make it doable that's like anything in life if you decide to set a goal for 2023 or like let's say you set 10 goals and you try to do all 10 at once you're probably going to crash and burn because it's not sustainable so just starting really small with anything and easing into it because when you do that, that's when you really develop cool habits and it becomes part of your life and part of your day. So, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff. And if you're not a Christian and you have no idea what we're talking about, this book called The Bible is a really cool book. And it's basically 
the the answer to so many of our like worldly just philosophical questions of like why are we here what is my purpose things like that and yeah it's the bible and i would recommend like starting with um the book of mark it's really short i mean if you're used to reading long books you could probably read it in like an hour or less i think like what really helped me with because like i think a lot of people just in general struggle to really believe like is there even a god and i think just like literally stripping it all back like the way that i kind of rediscovered god in my life was like i just started to be more spiritual i started to meditate i started to journal i started to just be more mindful with my entire life doing that and just starting to kind of like see how my thoughts operate and through it all because i was really lost i was like i don't know if god is real like i don't know what i believe anymore because i grew up a christian and then i like stopped going to church for like four years just like doing that it just led me like in the coolest ways like because I was unplugged and because I wasn't always rushing around like on my phone it led me to have like cool conversations with some of my friends and it led like to really cool things happening like them inviting me to go to church like reading things that were just incredibly applicable to what I was going through and just starting to be like okay randomness isn't even real like how on earth would all this be random if there wasn't someone larger than me more powerful than me putting all this together and piecing everything together in a beautiful way. So just the things that were happening in my life, like led me to see like there is a God. I mean, just like looking at nature, I was like, how on earth is the ocean? It is a beautiful system. Like there's so many cool systems on this planet. I just started like to be more mindful and to be more present and just looking at the details of life. And that like really led me into just getting back into my faith. And so I would just even say, start there if you're struggling because God, his beauty and power is just all around us. And you just have to take a moment and just close your phone, close your laptop and look around and be like, yeah, there's something out there that's bigger than me. And that's what's really beautiful. I think that's all we got for you today. I literally have to go catch a flight, but I hope you guys loved this episode so much. And I'm always one DM away. If you have any questions about what we talked about or anything, just you want to rant about something or just talk, I'm always here for you. You can DM me on Instagram and I'm sweaty and I know it. Also, if you love this episode, leave a nice review. It helps the podcast reach more people around the world and spread more love and sunshine. So yeah okay well i will see you next time have the best day ever stay sweaty keep shining keep being amazing and stay healthy but human all right bye guys everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.